Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Okay, really? Is that necessary? Twisting the knife over there. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your Cowboys. It happens, man. Mm. Someone once said they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Dak, but we don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> That'll still, be later. And they still aren't. <laughs> you know, there's no there there. I know. you were. I'm not talking football. I'm talking Biden now. Yeah. James Tradamus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the Department of Justice spent a little bit more time at Joe Biden's home in Delaware and found more classified documents and what they describe as surrounding material. Um, some of this actually dates back to Joe Biden's time as a United States senator, which means... So over 14 years. Yeah. So we, so we keep hearing from Democrats in the media, well, it, it's a bad look, but hey, you know, this is different than Donald Trump. I would say, yes, now it is different. It's worse. But to me, it's been worse. Because early on, well, I didn't even know about it. I, I, I don't, I didn't know. And so we were asking the questions early on, well, where else could they be? And I remember saying, uh, the beach house? Has anyone checked the beach house? Right. Now I'm hearing reports now, they're probably going to have to check the beach house because they're turning up all over the place. Right. I went through his high school locker this weekend. <laughs> found it was carved in hieroglyphics <laughs> that's how long ago that was i got wow. my w2 in the mail and there was some classified information about iran in, in the envelope too really stuffing envelopes everywhere <laughs> so what's the reaction so far well i i think it's interesting because as we've talked about it does feel like the knives are out for joe biden like somebody is trying to at, at the very least send the message to joe we've got the goods on you you're not running again in 2024. Okay. We're not absolutely we're not doing have this. had that thought. So there's been, you know, right now, Democrats have find themselves in this sweet spot, I believe, that they can say, okay, Donald Trump had this issue with classified documents. Now, now Joe Biden does. We've got an opportunity to say, we are truly the adults in the room and we will hold people accountable, even though we think Orange Man's still worse. Than yeah, because they really don't want Joe Biden. So this right. is their way to look all honest yeah, and at the same time get rid of this liability. So the number two Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, was on CNN yesterday and was asked whether or not Joe Biden has lost the high ground to Donald Trump now. Ooh. Well, of course. Uh, let, let's Whoa. be honest about it. Uh, when that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of any person who is in possession of it. Because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, whether it was a, the fault of a staffer or an attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. And we have to worry, since this uh, new group that has taken over control of the House of Representatives has promised us endless investigations, confrontations, impeachments, and chaos, what's going to happen? Oh. Yeah. See, Republicans are the real bad guys in this. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, when it comes to Biden, finish him. Yep. Because that's what that means. This is a senator who has spent 
decades in the Senate taking his March's orders from the established Democratic Party. Correct. This is absolutely the company line right now. Yes. Dick Durbin delivers nothing but the company line. He has forever, and he's doing it again. Totally agree, Scott. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, if the other thing, and I don't know if you've heard this before we move on, with the documents that were found, you're hearing documents, but you're also hearing items. Yeah. Have you heard of possible thumb drives? No. That could contain a whole lot of documents. Because we're not quite sure, was it just documents? Are we talking about folders? Yeah. Are we talking about something else? They haven't been specific. Well, they said surrounding material, and I honestly don't know what that really means. Yes, but I don't think it's just an ashtray. <laughs> a commemorative ashtray from that classified briefing on Iran. Yeah. Right. So keeping an eye on that. Meanwhile, uh, there's some rioting over the weekend, but not violent. Uh, no, not violent. Don't call it violent. That's hateful. Uh, yeah, riots in Atlanta because police killed an Antifa bro who shot a cop last week. Here's the backstory. here. Uh, we mentioned it last week. We talked about it a little bit last week. Leftists have been protesting the construction of a police training facility in Atlanta. Uh, last week, one of the protesters shot a Georgia State Patrol officer. The officer uh, survived. But the Antifa bro did not. He bleeped around and found out, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they killed him. But according to uh, freelance journalist David Peisner on CNN, if you see the reaction to what happened there and you see the burning of Atlanta, the smashing of windows, all of that, don't use the term violence. I saw this myself. I could not believe this. Listen to this. Is property destruction violence? Um, to some people, it certainly is. Um, but, uh, you know, th this idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans, uh, is, it, it, it's, it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. The only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. Just stop it. Now, now no, nobody, this is the new leftist dictionary, apparently, because nobody's ever maintained or had the position that violence is exclusive to violence against other people. The definition of violence is behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. Mm -hmm. And also... The guy who got killed by the cops shot a cop. Correct. You know what happens when you shoot a cop? There's a good chance you're going to get yourself killed. Absolutely. Yes, this is ridiculous. So I guess anybody that broke any windows or, quote, desecrated the Capitol on January 6th, hey, let's not call that violence. <laughs> right. Okay. I know the door was being held open for several people that just went in and took selfies, but, but it was the end of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some people that day that were total knuckleheads. And yes, you should be in trouble if you're breaking windows or anything else or attacking someone. But you know what the media made that out to be. And now we got this jamoke saying, well, let's not say this is really violent. I mean, he's just breaking stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like from the so same... In this case, it's okay when it's Antifa. <laughs> right. From the same school of thought that says that if you call a man who thinks he's a woman a man... That's violence. Correct. Okay. Or if you say nothing at all, that's violence. Right. <laughs> yeah, silence is violence, violence, bro. Yeah, you don't have to say anything. What a joke these people are. All right, more on that a little bit later.
Okay. Um, why not shoot to stop instead of kill? This is very interesting <laughs> yeah. from the president, well, David. Yeah, Joe Biden had a brilliant idea for law enforcement reform. He was addressing a group at the, uh, at the White House on Friday uh, talking about police reform. And, well, here is uh, what he had to say. Okay. <laughs> How many times has this been talked about, by the way, when it comes to these types of things and why this doesn't happen? Too many to count. You know, when I was coming up as a kid, you know, cops were learned to, you know, required to learn to shoot to kill. Well, you ought to be able to shoot to stop. You know, everything shouldn't be an extreme. There's a, so the way we train police officers is changing. Okay. No. What's uh, the answer? The, the answer is um, he just made all of that up. Okay. You're not you're not necessarily shooting to kill. If you're bringing your gun out, it is because it is a life or death situation and you're going to shoot until the threat is neutralized. And if the suspect is still alive, then you disarm and render aid. That's that's the rule. When you're bringing the gun out, it's because all other measures have failed. And I guess this goes along with oh just shoot people in the leg. Yeah. No, that's how you get innocent bystanders killed. You know, they would have to see maybe a class or a real life scenario where you're trying to do that shoot moving legs and what happens <laughs> yeah. i mean i think these people don't understand actual target practice what it actually is and what it would be like to try to shoot moving legs <laughs> how how good one would actually have to be that's insane uh but I suppose that's what really needs to happen is education all the way around. I think a lot more people would be on the side of law enforcement if they actually understood it, but they don't. That stuff sounds good to people. Yeah. Why not just shoot them in the leg? Right. Well, I also, also think how crazy that is because anytime you draw the weapon, it should be with the assumption that you could take a life, and that's supposed to weigh on you as you draw a weapon. Right. Um, but what he's talking about is just – initiating a nationwide program to kneecap people who may have committed a crime. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I caught you going 45 and a 30. That's a kneecapping right there. Boom. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Uh, speaking of shooting. And hold still. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin in the news. Why? Well, you know what happened last week with Alec Baldwin, David. Oh, yeah. Of looks like, uh, well, the authorities in New Mexico have said they are going to charge him with involuntary manslaughter for the death of the cinematographer Helena Hutchins uh, last year, or I'm sorry, uh, about a year and a half ago now, um, at the hands of Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin shot and killed Helena Hutchins, and he's facing criminal charges now as a result. Well, the shooting will continue. Not but, out of the gun, but right. as far as the film goes. That's unreal, isn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that's gross, man. That's gross. Uh, an attorney for the movie says the production will now, quote, have on-set safety supervisors and union crew members and will bar any use of working weapons or any ammunition. I bet they will. <laughs> okay. Um, this is also odd to me because not only is Baldwin still in the movie, but Helena's Hutchins... Husband is part of this. Yeah, that was part of the settlement that they did. He would get a producer credit or something like that in addition to the pile of cash that Alec Baldwin's given him. 
And I'm trying to stay away from judging the grieving on this, but man, that seems odd to me. Yeah. Am I the only one? If the, money, if the movie does well, he stands to make a bunch of money, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. I don't know how involved he's going to be on the set. Yeah, I, I mean, executive I producer, yeah. you, can, you don't even have to be on the set ever. Wow, man. I, yeah. But yeah. I, so my initial thought on that was like, really? Because maybe I heard it the wrong way. The way I was hearing it was he was actually going to be there and be part of it. And maybe I, that's wrong. I don't, I don't think so, but I okay. may be wrong, too. I don't know. I just looked at it as like that was probably part of the settlement where he's going to get a chunk of the money from the movie. Man. Oh, Should man. the movie gross any money? I don't know. Is anybody going to want to see this thing when it comes oh, out? Oh, I think I don't so, know. yeah. I think you're right. People will be curious. It I was like with right. The Crow and Brandon Lee. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what scene was it that he got right. shot? People wanted yeah. to know. So. I don't know. We will see. Uh, any bets going forward? The AFC NFC Championship game coming up. No, nah, I'm picks? okay. Eagles. You're picking the Eagles. Yeah. And the NFC. Okay. No AFC pick. You're taking I, the Bengals right now. Uh, no. You you're thinking about it? Some I'm money? thinking about the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, think about it. Think about it. All right. Oh, and then that lunar New Year shooting over the weekend. This is odd, the coverage on this. We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so tragic story in california this weekend yeah with this guy that opened fire to dance hall yeah monterey park california saturday night a 72 year old shot and killed 10 people injured 10 more during a lunar new year celebration uh his name is who can tran uh and he killed himself after a long standoff with police and now initially a bunch of people like democratic representative adam schiff were yelling about anti-asian violence they got real quiet when the suspect turned out to be an elderly Asian man himself. Haven't people learned that you don't go quick with the hot takes? Yeah. No, they haven't. Like no, it's they unreal. Haven't. No. Yeah. Now, now the focus they, is on gun control, and you know the sheriff of L.A. County was out there saying, "Well, the status quo is not working." The gun he used was a semi-automatic nine millimeter Cobra M11, like knockoff Mac 11, basically. And he must have had it in storage for years because this thing, it hasn't been made or manufactured in decades. Um, so he had it, he, or he bought it from someone who had it in storage. I mean, that's like the chosen weapon of 1980s drug dealers. I mean, it's... The gun angle of this, leave it to Van Camp to get us educated on exactly what was used and what kind of loser this guy was. Well, no, it's not. No, it's just. <laughs> but, the guy doesn't even have a good gun here. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, when they talk about gun control, like, oh, this is an assault pistol. It's like, well. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, the, the thing for me when I saw the story, and I'm like, yes, this is tragic. And I understand why it's covered because this is out of the norm, Right. That you don't see this every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the same time, I just happen to look, okay, what was it like in Chicago this weekend? 30 people shot in Chicago this weekend. Um, and differing reports, seven or eight dead. One of the two. Okay. Not far off from what we saw here. Yeah. In Chicago, this happens all the time. It's not rare. 
but it never gets talked about. And is it never talked about because, well, it happens all the time? Is that it? Or does that highlight something that the left doesn't want to highlight? Because you've got the strictest gun laws you can find in Chicago. But there's no want to get illegal guns off the street. That's what is so frustrating, just watching the coverage. And yeah, this is obviously a tragic story. And then, man, there was a hero involved. I don't know if you saw the footage of the guy that took the gun away from yeah. the 72-year-old gunman. Yeah. That took brass. So I'm interviewed today. Yeah. Oh, did you see him interviewed on Good Morning America? He, yes. One of the top three most uncomfortable interviews God, in the last that awkward? year. I thought the same thing. Well, it's awkward anyway, but Robin Roberts, it was really yes. brutal. Yeah. It, yes. I understand why you want to put the guy on. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you heard something about the gunman. Now, has this been confirmed? Well, no, it's just I've been reading a lot of stuff, and apparently he knew there was a woman that he had been with or had a relationship with that was at this thing, and apparently there was a rage or jealousy. That's one of the theories being floated uh, right now. Well, yeah, he met his ex-wife at that dance hall Yeah, and years ago, and they did not divorce amicably, as I understand it. And then yeah. he had been there a lot uh, over the years and apparently had had some dust-ups with other people there. Yeah. And so I don't know if this is a situation where a guy snapped. I don't know either. You know. Again, but, but I love the rush to judgment on this. It happens every single time. Oh, yeah, and you I knew it. It was like count it down. Sure. Three, two, one. Here we go. I, White I, supremacy. You know. Yeah. I mean, I saw one person on social media talking about how it was uh, white people mad that they lost a suburb to minorities or something. Oh my like that. goodness! It's like <laughs> just give it a rest. Wow. Especially when you're talking about who's been the attackers on. Asian-American people. Right. Hasn't been white people. No. More times than not. Okay. Switching gears. You know what? Great thing to see DeMar Hamlin at the Bills game yesterday. Yeah. He was in the booth in one of the luxury suites during the game. Um, huge round of applause. Didn't spur the Bills on to win, but just the fact that that, that guy's up and moving around, it's fantastic. You know, it was the same time when he went down as Jeremy Renner. And they didn't know if he was going to live there for a while. Right. Turns out he broke 30 bones in that snowplow accident. Holy smokes. And it seems like from the messages he's putting out, he's got a different outlook on life that's really positive. He almost lost his leg. I mean, they were going to amputate his leg. Yes. Jeez. Um, oh, by the way, wanting spending cuts within the government, that's irresponsible. That and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Saw this over the weekend. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying that House Republicans attempting to negotiate spending cuts, try to rein in spending a little bit. Yeah. When you're talking about the debt ceiling right now, mm-hmm. is very irresponsible. Oh, huh? God. Just... Which is probably 
opposite the way you would ever teach your kids mm-hmm. on how to handle money. Hey, your right. spending's out of control. You got to rein it in. Right. <laughs> and the kid says, you, you know, you talking about that. It's very irresponsible. Right. All right. No, what I just need to do is I need to call American Express and have my credit limit raised. Right. Or just get another credit card. Yeah, well, there you go. Start from zero. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, as I read this story, one of the lines that catches my attention, I don't know if you knew this or not, Janet Yellen, who is currently touring multiple African countries for a trip centered on the continent's economic development, said that the position of withholding a debt ceiling hike until more spending cuts occur is a very irresponsible thing to do and added the position could have serious consequences even before the day of reckoning. Okay, that all sounds like doomsday stuff, which they always talk about when we get around a debt ceiling. But the fact that you are touring African countries talking about economic development, Mm -hmm. when we've got our own crap show going on, I think most of the American people are like, really? Are you joking? Um... Janet, do you understand inflation yet? Because remember when she didn't and she actually admitted it? Oh, yeah. This clip doesn't get played enough as far as I'm concerned. This was astounding. Um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time didn't fully understand but we recognize that now. <laughs> okay, in any other job, when you blow it that badly on that scale, how do you continue to keep the gig? I'm not trying to just be mean and fire people at will for one little bitty mistake. That's pretty big. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. All these experts were predicting it, but me, I was in the dark and denied are, it. Are, are you telling me that, in or, that you actually think that in order to keep your job, you should actually have to meet the expectations laid out? <laughs> That's always been my experience in regular life. Yeah. No. Yes. Maybe it's our business we've seen more people fired than most. I don't know. <laughs> I've known a lot of people in other businesses that have seen people get fired to get fired themselves, mm-hmm. but not usually this administration. No. Holy mackerel. So take Janet's word for it. Talking of, you know, cutting spending is irresponsible. Okay. Not seeing that a whole lot of places, but that's out there. That's the um, Dave Ramsey book, isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see what Ramsey would do oh, yeah. in six months yeah, as right. Treasury Secretary? Well, we can't get that, can we? <laughs> we're not eating out, in a, or we're not going to a restaurant unless we're working in it. Beans and rice, rice and beans. Do you understand that, Congress? Get all these senators, like, waiting tables at Olive Garden. Take <laughs> yes, out a second gig. Yes. All right, it's that time of the show. We do this every day about this time. Looking at stories all over the place. Maybe it's not the biggest story, but it's one that caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, we're staying on the economy for my story. Uh, Paul Krugman, the guy who thought that email would go the way of the fax machine, yeah. the guy who's been wrong about basic economics for almost, as far as I can tell, basically his entire career, but it's held up as this brilliant economist mm-hmm. with the failing New York Times and whatnot, Paul Krugman. Yep. Uh, talking about inflation. 
says, one thing I've been noticing in my correspondence is how many people think inflation is still running wild. The big deceleration in the second half of 2022 hasn't broken through to public consciousness. Several reasons for this. Too many media reports focus on year-over-year inflation, so they miss the big turn. Traditional core inflation still reflecting rent increases from a year ago. And asymmetric reporting. Breathless coverage of rising inflation. Disinflation, not so much. But anyway, here's the truth. And it's striking. Here's three months of super core inflation, excluding food, energy, shelter, and used cars. So if you look at and discount the things that people need to survive, (laughs) then inflation really has turned a corner, guys. All right? Again. (laughs) Keeps the job. (laughs) He's been doing this how long? It's like... You know, hey, hey, look, I, I know the Dallas Cowboys lost in the postseason yet again. But, uh, yeah, hey, their kicker managed to sort of get out of his funk, and he kicked two field goals. Right. After he pulled one so far left that, what was it, the tackle blocked it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, but, but so if you, that, there's the good news. But if you discount that first PAT attempt and you mm-hmm. discount the final score, the Cowboys had a pretty good night last night. Oh my goodness! That is that that is a good comparison there. <laughs> the rest of the country is like, "Hey, Paul, do you understand how much we're spending on everything? We're at a loss right now." All right, Robbins, what's your story? Well, in a recent interview with Pamela Anderson, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. She said uh, she was filming a movie with Tim Allen. She said on the first day of the filming, I walked out of my dressing room, and Tim was in the hallway in his robe. He opened his robe and flashed me completely buck naked underneath. He said, hey, it's only fair uh, that you've seen me naked. I've seen you naked a lot. I laughed uncomfortably. Now, I like this part of the article. It's unclear how or when Alan would have seen Pamela Anderson naked. To that I say, half of North America has seen (laughs) Pamela Anderson naked. Are you kidding me? Why was that even in this article? And the other half is under the age of 12. (laughs) Right. They will see Pamela Anderson naked at some point in time. I like that. I have no idea how. What? I don't know how. Because this was in 91, correct? Yeah. She had already been in Playboy. Yeah. Right. Yes. Twice. Yes. <laughs> but Tim Allen still says, no, that did not happen. Right. It didn't happen. I didn't do that. Yes. She's looking to set the record straight with this new book. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, for my story today, this, this looked really interesting to me because we talked about the World Economic Forum and we talked about what it's all about. And really, it's global Marxism, what they're after in the end. But you can't say that. You've got to appear to be just wanting the best for people all over the place, right? And so there's a journalist, Morgan McMichael, and she was there to report on, you know, everything that was happening. And I'll give you one of her reports, and then I'll let you know what happened to her, because this is pretty interesting. But here, as an example, is one of her reports from Davos. Morgan here in Davos, Switzerland, and here's your day four recap of how they are implementing the Great Reset Agenda all across the globe. Now, first with climate change, this is a billion dollar industry that we are talking about. And with this, we asked them, how are they going to implement that carbon tax on civilians worldwide? And I didn't get many answers. Next, they are combating against disinformation by having corporations like CNBC and the Wall Street Journal present, along with hosting a panel with Brian Stelter on misinformation. Make that make sense. 
Okay, so you're getting the flow of <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I do. Yeah. She's there reporting for uh, Turning Point USA. It goes on. Also, under the guise of food insecurity and stability, they are pushing more non-meat options, including insects, and research on that to come. Also, on top of all of these things, with the 2030 agenda, they are predicting that there will be global cyber attacks across the globe in the next two years. And also, that the COVID pandemic is not over, and there could be more outbreaks hmm. coming very soon. Now, what we have learned while being here at the World Economic Forum is no matter where you are in the country, the WEF has infiltrated every single civilian, even in America. Okay, so not very favorable of the World Economic Forum, mm -hmm. obviously, right? Um, it was interesting because on her way back to the United States from Davos, you know, there's several different flights that you have to get on. Um, well, the TSA ended up seizing the passport of this woman. Wow. Um, she had her stuff searched through a number of different times, and at one point she saw her name on a list that included four other people. She was one of the names on this list. And so as she is waiting, they've taken her passport, and she just films herself and says this. Okay, so we just landed in Phoenix, Arizona. I just got back from the World Economic Forum. 15 hours of flying later, and I do not have my passport. I've gone through five different security checkpoints. I've been searched at every single one. I got body searched twice. My bags were taken apart three times, and now we're going through search number four or five, and I can't get my passport until after. So my passport has been detained, and I'm here in the airport again. <laughs> Coincidence? No. Huh? No. What do you no. mean? Think they had it out for her there? These creepy shadow people. Yeah. Like they know. Yep. Okay, they're there, and they're reporting on Davos. And you know Davos, and the World Economic Forum sure. doesn't like people reporting things that would be not shining them in a good light. Mm-hmm. So you're saying they have the power to do stuff like that? Absolutely do. And they did. It, I don't doubt that I, for a second. Honestly, with everything that we've seen over the last few years, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Um, some other things uh, that were out over the weekend, and they do this every year, that would be our biggest driving pet peeves. And this While is we're some, driving? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, this is something that you have talked about many times before, Scott. Um, so is there any anything that comes to mind right away? I've talked about this before. Well, yeah. Hmm. Like a lot of different things that actually totally tick you off. Yeah, I know. People I, do. I do, yeah. Um, the lack of turn signal usage makes me nuts. Really? Yep. Okay. People say... Um, you know, holding everyone up by trying to make a left turn at a time where it's borderline impossible. Well, that's true too. But if you got to go left, what are you going to do? Well, then Just go go right and then swing around. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's okay. how you do it, man. You don't sit there for ten minutes. Well, all I want to do is make a right hand. Now you're going left. I stop it. <laughs> that's why I asked. Yeah, I know. We don't want your blood pressure to rise here because we're trying to keep that under control. I know, but damn, I deal with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, people who jump out from a side street or parking lot then cut you off. And then drive slower than you were driving? Mm, I don't get that too much. Okay. People pulling out right in front of you? No? Occasionally. People in the left lane at an intersection that inch up when you're right in the right lane don't uh, realize that you're trying to see around them to make a legal right turn? Yeah. And they keep inching up and you can't quite yeah, see? see. Yeah. yeah. 
not accelerating on the on-ramp. Oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, See, that... your reaction's what makes all well, of that's, this. That is one of those, that's what you're, merge, that's what merge means. You merge into traffic. You don't stop. Yeah. People driving with their high beams on in traffic. That doesn't get to you too bad? I don't, I don't deal with that too much. Okay. Um, anyone who tosses trash out the window? Yeah. Mm, that's a problem. David and I are in that one, yeah. Yeah. I want to follow him home. I do. Now, when you used to, like, flick cigarette butts out the window when you were a smoker? Oh, that's different. <laughs> I don't want my that car. was different. <laughs> no. See, that was different. I'm because... not saying I wasn't guilty of that. I was. <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to do that until I got a ticket for it. A cop actually pulled me over for flicking a cigarette out the window. Really? It was like a $110 cigarette that I smoked. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. I bet you're the first person I've ever known that that happened. But, yeah. but I do think there is. So I've, I never did it again. But I do think there is a difference between that and, like, dumping an entire McDonald's bag out the window. Oh, yeah. Th- yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all littering. But one, yeah. I would say, is worse than the other. other. Yeah. No one mentioned tailgating. That's what drives me crazy. <laughs> okay. We got to get to a news update. And what? The end of Cobra Kai? Say it's not so. All coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, it's all going down for Big Joe. Did you see the report out of the failing New York Times? Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, is expected to resign in the coming weeks. Yeah. That would be the highest profile resignation since Biden took office a couple years ago. Well, people believe that's the guy that's actually running the country. Yes. Um, according to colleagues, Ron Klain is ready to move on. Um, and a search for a replacement has been underway. What business is he going to wreck next? <laughs> Not sure. The officials who discussed internal matters on condition of anonymity would not say whether a successor has already been picked or when the decision would be announced, but indicated it would come at some point after the president outlined his agenda for the coming year in his State of the Union address on February 7th. And so people are thinking that a lot of the messaging right now with the classified documents is sending Biden the strong message. You're not running again. Yeah. Better know that before you do the State of the Union. And soon thereafter announce that you're not going to be running. And then we can open the floodgates. I don't know if that's true or not. But I think we all feel like, well, the knives are out. And of course, Klain would stay around for a transition period. But it was interesting the way part of that was worded was that after a grueling nonstop stretch at Mr. Biden's side going back to the 2020 campaign, he's ready to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's a great guy or anything, but anybody in that position, that's got to be a stressor. Well, yeah, especially when the president is senile and apparently has been hoarding classified documents for like 30 years. Yeah, you can't put him out there for anything. I mean, you're like printing every script and saying just don't go off the script and then he does it again yeah no don't do it oh it's a white knuckle ride baby no doubt i did see this cobra kai is coming to an end with its upcoming sixth season oh no whatever i'm the only do i'm the only one on this show that's a big fan i've tried to talk 
Scott and David both into just watching one episode one time because I thought they would enjoy it. Won't do it. Won't. Um, it's been a big hit, as it says. And not many shows have had that kind of longevity at Netflix. So there was a preview that they put out, and it's going to be the biggest, baddest season yet of Cobra Kai. It's just fun. It's campy. You don't take it all too serious, but yeah. there's a lot of laughs, and it's been very enjoyable. Oh, glad. Okay. So sad, I, sad for you. But. I just think it's cultural appropriation, so... Um, no, you don't. Not going to support this. Again, I don't know. I can't do it. If you've watched the show and you've been a fan, then you could always hit Robbins up on our Facebook page. Let him know again. I know many of you have in the past. Oh, yeah. But he refuses to listen. He's not going to give up his time with The Bachelorette or The Voice or any of his other great shows. Got no time for any sort of violence with Kung Fu or Karate or anything like that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Watching the classified document scandal go day after day and the way it's being covered from legacy media, you know something's different now. Yeah. They're out for Joe. The left is out for Joe. Oh, His yeah. days are numbered. At least as far as him thinking he's going to run for 2024. We'll wait and see how it all shakes out. But you saw even the way his own party's turning on him, David. Yeah, it is kind of interesting because it's very subtle. Right, they're not. It's not completely openly knives out, or nobody's accusing him of treason or anything like that. None of the hysteria that we got with Donald Trump and the Mar-a-Lago raid and whatnot. But uh, they are out there saying, well, it's actually unacceptable that the president would have had classified documents from the time that he was vice president and even a United States senator just kind of floating around in his home office. That seems very odd. That's not an acceptable thing. So it's not completely knives out, but you can tell there's some uh, real telegraphing happening here. The warning signals are there for Joe Biden from within his own party. So the Department of Justice spent a little bit more time at Joe Biden's home in Delaware and found more classified documents and whatever this means, surrounding material. Uh, Mm. And the number two Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, had this to say on CNN. To think that any of them ended up uh, in, in, in boxes uh, in storage one place or the other is just unacceptable. But having said that... <laughs> no, just hang on that for a second. Say it was anywhere. Well, mm-hmm. I, well, I forgot it was in boxes. It was here. Unacceptable. Right. To your point, David. Let me make this point clear. Joe Biden has said from the start, we are going to be totally transparent about this. Uh, let the chips fall where they may. I'm going to open my home voluntarily to a search, not the first search, I'm sure, of, of his offices and home. Uh, he has shown total cooperation in this effort. That is a sharp contrast to President Trump. I don't know. I just heard him the other day. There's no there there. Yeah. He just said that on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're confident. There's no there there. 
Next day. Yep, there's more. There's yeah. there, there. It's, it's mm. there, 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 and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the beach house? And I've heard that that's going to be next. Because if this guy really can't remember, oh, shoot, I didn't even know it was there. Remember, and he said, we've had our people looking all over where they could possibly be. Well, apparently you didn't because they found more at your home. What about the beach house? They tried okay. to glove box in that bet. You know, you wonder. You know, because the... I think we're all pretty much in agreement that somebody is trying to send the message to Joe. Listen, we if if you play ball, we're not going to you know push for any sort of impeachment or removal or anything like that. But uh, but but you know we're we're making it clear that we got the goods on you. The question is who is it really driving this? And I had I had a conversation with a buddy of mine over the weekend about this. And he threw out the idea. Again, just spitballing, you know, over beers, grilling some burgers, things like that. Yep. What if it is Dr. Jill who keeps calling the lawyers because she has actually grown a conscience and decided that it is actually spousal abuse to keep this guy saddled up in his depends in front of the nation every day? (laughs) You know, that's a fun one to think about in conversation. (laughs) I don't think that's it. But still worth mentioning. Her calling the FBI, disguising her voice. Right. Hello. No, this isn't Jill. Well, or another conversation, and you tell me if this is way out of bounds. Okay. You know Hunter Biden, because everybody now acknowledges the laptop. Okay, it was real. It wasn't Russian disinformation. There were deals going on. Joe Biden was the big guy getting 10%, right? We also know at this time, Hunter was paying Joe... Upwards of fifty grand a month rent on that home, and yeah. telling people, "It's my home." That's what Hunter was saying at the time. Classified documents out by the Corvette, which we've seen Hunter drive in photos. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Hunter knows, or could very well know, where these documents were. Okay. We also know this guy was a complete crack addict. He wouldn't be selling stuff, would he? Please, of course he would if he could, if he knew it. Yeah. To foreign countries? No shame in this guy. I. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying that happened, but is no. it is it crazy out of the realm to say well, anything would be possible well, with a crack addict? He had access to it. Yes. Right. I mean, yes. the idea that he had that he had access to it is what raises all these red flags. Right. Yes. So that's still there too. Okay. More on that a little bit you later could on. Buy a, you could buy a document or a painting. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> it's five hundred grand either way. Either way. <laughs> um, there was some rioting going on in Atlanta, but it was mostly peaceful. Well, that's that's what right. That's what we're we're told, right? Uh, so the backstory here is there are a bunch of leftists who've been protesting the construction of a police training facility in Atlanta. Uh, last week, one of the protesters shot a Georgia State Patrol officer, and the officers fired back and killed him. And so that brought in a whole bunch of these Antifa bros from out of state. Yeah, it's really interesting. Antifa. It's really interesting to me, at least that you see the large number of people who get arrested in in these situations mm-hmm. tend to be what we have ta- we have called on this show the dirty white kids these leftists who uh, are a lot of times they they come from 
fairly privileged backgrounds, and so they feel yeah. guilty for this for one reason or another. And then there's also just the grab bag of deadbeat dads and pedophiles who get involved with this stuff, too. You get that. They just want to give you full credit. The dirty white kids, that was yours. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to me to see a group of mostly white young men traveling across the country to go try to burn down a majority black city in the name of racial justice. Well, they've done it before. Right. It, it's just <laughs> yeah. remarkable. I, don't, I feel like we can't point that out enough in these situations, mm-hmm. right? So a bunch of leftists took to the streets, start smashing windows and burning cars. And here's one local news reporter uh, from Fox 5 describing the chaos on the streets. Okay. That vehicle's still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to to toward to uh, So sorry. Uh, he just a guy. Uh, and right now, uh, you'll see. Basically, they want uh, justice for him. Yeah. He just punted it. Yeah, you really I did. don't blame him, man. Well, it's Tortuguita, little turtle. Um, that was the person who was killed after shooting a cop. But yeah, he's still saying, largely peaceful protest. By the way, that car's still on fire. Those two <laughs> things don't yeah, mesh. You can see it. Okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's with a Fox affiliate? Yeah. Come on, dude. And by the way... You better, better than that. Uh, anyway... Uh, uh, not a he. Uh, that was that was misgendering. Uh, the person was non-binary and used oh. they it pronouns. Got it. Well, man, if you say and they shot it and it died, yeah, that seems like it would be disrespectful, but apparently not. But that, that would, would be, be loving, totally actually. right. He exactly was not a he. Wanted. He was an it. Right. And it is dead because it shot at a cop. Well. It's said in the report that the people there wanted justice. It seems like if it shot a cop and it then got killed, then that would be, in fact, justice yes. for it. Well, they're, you know what they're calling these people now? Because it's a wooded area where this training facility is supposed to be built. Yeah. All of these anarchists who've been occupying this area illegally and committing okay. acts of violence against people who may live in the area or going in to check it out or, what, or police officers. They're calling them the Forest Defenders. Yeah. <laughs> like it's freaking Fern Gully. Like Marvel. They're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Forest Defenders, man. They're anarchist terrorists. Oh, my goodness. Unearthed in Stan Lee's closet after his death. <laughs> <laughs> the Forest Defenders. Forest Defenders. <laughs> I'm just... Barkman. I got to hear it one more time, that guy trying the name and then just quits. I Sapling it. Sue. <laughs> uh, for to to uh, for to to toward to to so sorry. Uh, he, uh, and right now, punt. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hard, hard word. Hard word. I give. <laughs> My pronouns are give and up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Joe is saying, how about just cops send some psychologists to situations yeah. where there's no shooting? He's talking about law enforcement reform, and uh, this was ahead of the mostly peaceful riots in Atlanta. But here's what he told a group assembled at the White House on Friday. Okay. By the way, you know, when a cop turns up in a, in a domestic violence case or someone's on a stand on edge of a bridge, they don't need a cop. They need a, psycho- a psychologist with them. That's why we're putting more people. No, I'm serious. Oh, no, you're not. No. <laughs> Turns off in a, in a. 
Yeah. They never. don't need a cop. They need a, psycholo- a psychologist. Yeah, you know the thing. Yeah, that thing. So, hmm. Domestic abuse situation? No, you want a cop there. You want a yeah. guy with a gun who knows how to handle a dude who's smacking his wife around. Yeah, or unless the cop or the psychologist is ready to throw down sort of thing. I want to jerk a knot in your tail. <laughs> if you turn Dr. Phil loose, I guess... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What the hell are you thinking? I don't know if you know this, but Dr. Phil actually wears a tactical sweater vest. (laughs) (laughs) And when he does, it gives him a little more courage to say things like, What are you doing, you effing little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) That I want to see. That I actually want to see. Hey, 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 back off. Right. Yeah, you got the spirit. Mm -hmm. We could do this all day. You know what my favorite Dr. Phil moment I think of anything was? When he was making fun of somebody and he started doing the goofy laugh. Has anyone ever heard that before? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He'll do that when you think about <laughs> See, it's the little things sometimes that just tickle you a little bit. That's one of those things. Okay. There's much more to get to coming up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you see where the Fox analyst got asked to leave a restaurant because of his political views? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. <laughs> Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happened to see this story. Um, John O'Caldwell from Fox News. Um, he went online to criticize a restaurant in North Miami because they asked him to leave its eatery due to his political views. Yeah, they kicked him out because they overheard a conversation he was having, correct? Yes. Unbelievable. Is it Paratus Books and Bread? Yeah, some highfalutin okay. dinery. They said that the behavior and words of the group that Caldwell was with made the employees and other patrons in the space very uncomfortable. Well, too bad. Yeah, You, you can't deal with any political views well, other than your own? I mean, in fairness, I mean, they were also trying to have a family-friendly dra- a drag show at the same time. <laughs> Political commentary is just over the line. Not suitable for young ears. <laughs> That's it. Uh, apparently, they approached Caldwell and his friends, saying they were not welcome there because they are not politically aligned. Caldwell said, this situation reminds me of something that MLK said in 1963, a very simple truth. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And what I experienced, me and some of my neighbors, who I was just getting to know, was an injustice. Said if this was not the Jim Crow South, I can't tell much of a difference. There's a target on the backs of people who happen to be black, who happen to be conservative, and it needs to come to an end. Apparently they said, are you a conservative? Caldwell says, yes. In fact, I have a book called Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. You should get the book. Wow. And, and they got booted. Booted out of there. Now dig, if you will, if, the, uh, if it was switched around. 
<laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you've got conservative owners of a restaurant. Yeah. Can you have a liberal party of people of color? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'd be well. from NBC. Yeah, that'd be well. That'd the, go over great, wouldn't it? The headline. Imagine the headline. Ibram X. Kendi gets booted from a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good line. They'd and burn, I don't have the story in down. front of me, it'd, but it'd be burned down. It, it, it wouldn't stand. It also reminds me of the story of the weatherman from Fox. He got mugged over the weekend. Yeah. That was crazy. So he's on the subway in New York, and he happens to see a bunch of teens harassing this older gentleman. And apparently, I don't know if you saw this part, and the meteorologist's name is Adam Klotz. Adam saw one of the kids light up a joint and put it near this old gentleman's hair on the subway, and it lit his hair on fire. Oh, God. So it's like, went, poof. And so Adam, the meteorologist, says, hey, guys, enough. They all look at him like, oh, yeah? And they just start beating the tar out of him, kicking him, everything else. And, well, a little bit later on, the cops caught up with the teens. They're already out. Well, of course they are. Not charged. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. The, I mean, this is one of the reasons why whenever you see these videos of people getting harassed and beat up on subways and we all wonder, hey, what are the, where are the men? Right. Because you, you see a bunch of young, able-bodied look, looking men most of the time not doing anything, just minding their own business. Well, this is why. Because they know if they intervene, they risk bodily harm themselves and the cops aren't going to do anything. But the good news is that uh, New York State is going, you know, full steam ahead and making sure that law-abiding citizens can't carry firearms. That's the good news. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is crazy. I mean, when you see that part, yeah, juvenile reports were prepared. Their parents were called to pick them up. They're just well, there, out. There needs to be more, more government funding of after-school programs. <laughs> there you go. Just... Just enforce the law. Right. You can't do that. And on a lighter note, happen to see this story and think to yourself for a second. Are you on like a group text with family? Because a lot of people yeah. have those. I think we'll talk about different ones that we're on every once in a while. Um, there's actually a guy that said he could not take it anymore. And this is going viral right now. <laughs> it's actually very funny. It's a dude that writes to the rest of his family, um, I can't do this anymore. The amount of hearts and likes and loves that I can't keep up with. And so just assume from here on out that I like everything. If I have a problem with it, I'll let you know. I'm out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David, is? Uh, biggest story of the day, more and more classified documents found in Joe Biden's possession from when he was either vice president or senator. And the interesting thing is more and more recognizable faces in the Democratic Party are starting to speak up a little bit more about this. The knives are out for Joe. Now Elizabeth Warren has gone out and said, well, the law has got to apply to everybody equally. Okay? Here oh, we go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is going to wow. be good. Um, don't know if you saw this. Karine Jean-Pierre, I'm going to say, did you know what that evil Ron DeSantis in Florida did? 
he banned teaching about African Americans. He didn't. <laughs> what? But, no, of course he no. didn't. But we'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Roberts. Okay, so in Florida, you can't teach about African Americans anymore. That is, in fact, unfortunate. That That's what we've been told. So the state of Florida has decided to not be a part of the testing phase of a new advanced placement course. And if you've heard anything about this, they, media and politicians are literally trying to give you the impression that they are banning teaching about black history in the state of Florida. It's not. You mean true. they're not? No. Here's what Who really... would ever believe no, that? I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, who's buying this? A lot who's of going, people Well, are, that's right. Unfortunately. Uh, but here's what really happened. Uh, there's a course. It's AP African American Studies. It's being worked out. It's still in the testing phase. They're testing it in about 60 schools in the country. 60 schools in the country. It includes a bunch of Marxist ideology, promotes things like reparations without offering any counterpoint whatsoever. Yeah, we talked about this the other day. Yeah. So yeah. The, the state of Florida said, no, thanks. We don't want to be a part of this. And in fact, it uh, violates state law uh, under the Stoke, uh, Stop Woke Act. It seemed to me that DeSantis deserves some praise for getting out in front of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Before it even starts. Yeah, because he's out there going like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. It's right. this one-sided, very, very uh, socially not fact-driven ideology that's being pushed. It's not actually, it's not the same as AP chemistry or AP history even. It right. is completely a left-wing ideological uh, course. Uh, but the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, says, we, you can't even talk about African Americans anymore in the state of Florida. Oh, my goodness. There is something that we do want to comment. It is... Um, it is in, in, incomprehensible that uh, to see that uh, this is what uh, this ban or this block, to be more specific, uh, that DeSantis has put forward. If you think about the study of black Americans, that is what he wants to block. Uh, and and you're a liar. Yeah, you're an absolute flat out liar. Lying. Yes. And again, these types of actions aren't new. They are not new from from what we're seeing, especially from Florida, sadly. No, a lot of you people have been getting away with this type of stuff under the radar for years, and it's got to stop. Ron DeSantis is the biggest threat we have to Republicans, so we have to start lying right now. Wow, man. Gosh dang. Nobody, yeah. nobody says nobody follows that up with anything? Well, I, I, this is why you know I think a lot of us appreciate a guy like Ron DeSantis who can yeah. fairly cal calmly explain his position in the face of the lies that are being told about him. Here, here's what he said about it when he was asked about the AP African-American studies. Is that with the abolishing prisons? Is that part of the... So if you read actually what's in there, they're advocating things like abolishing prisons. Now, now that's, a, that's a radical political position. 
you're free to take that in your own life. I don't think very many people would think that that would actually work. Um, but how is that being taught as fact to be able uh, to do that? And I also think it's not fair to say that somehow abolishing prisons is somehow linked to like black experience, that that's what black people want. I don't think that's true at all. I think they want law and order, just like anybody else wants law and order. So that is more of ideology being used under the guise of history, and we want to do uh, history. And that's what our standards for, for black history are. It's just cut and dried history. You learn all the basics, you learn about the great figures, and you know, I view it as American history. I don't view it as separate history. You know, we have history, it, a lot of different shapes and sizes. People that have participated uh, to make the country great, uh, people that have stood up when it wasn't easy, and they all deserve uh, uh, to be taught. But abolishing prisons, being taught to high school kids as if that's somehow a fact, no, that, that's, that's not appropriate. That was really effective. Yeah. That's why the left scared to death of that guy. You know, because there is that without a whole lot of other right. drama. And I, right. I, I don't mean to take a shot at Trump that way, but they, they want Trump to run because they feel like they can beat Trump, the left. You can He's have, much tougher to beat. I would love to hear Joe Biden say the exact same thing, only in his words. <laughs> <laughs> How that would sound in conjunction with what we just heard from DeSantis. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. It's hard to argue anything he just said. No, you can't. And well, for could. most reasonable people yeah. in the United States, who I think we all really feel like most of the people in the country are pretty reasonable. And... Uh, some way or another, are after the same things. That resonates. Yeah. It really does. But man, oh man. And the whole thing, too, when he brings up the thing about prisons and how the left equates blacks with prisons. Yes. That, that, well, it That's is, racist, isn't it? It is very racist. And I remember uh, in, the, in the year of the mostly peaceful riots, one of my neighbors, who's a black man, was talking about you know, political campaigns, uh, activist movements. It says anytime politicians are talking about black people, they're always using the context of public housing, mm -hmm. food stamps, and prisons. Yep. Yep. He says, I've never lived in the projects. I've never been on food stamps. And I don't plan on going to prison. Because <laughs> nobody in my family's ever been to prison. Right. Like, they are not actually representing the true black experience in this country even because in liberals mindset the most important thing for black people is prison reform really well, that's pretty freaking racist isn't it sure seems that way yeah on the left you know when DeSantis says i i don't know of anybody that really thinks that that would you know solve the problem you know no prisons and I couldn't help but think. If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. <laughs> AOC. Yeah, no more jails. That'll, that'll solve the problem. Okay. Uh, David, you have a story about the ultra-wealthy fleeing New York. Yeah, not a big surprise here, but nope. it will have devastating effects on the People's Republic of New York. Uh, between 2019 and 2020, the number of New Yorkers earning between $150,000 and $750,000 fell by nearly 6%. So those are not even the high-income earners. But the number of real high earners, those making over $750,000 a year, dropped by nearly 10% during that same period. 
Now, why is this such a huge deal? When you have a city that is built on soaking the rich when it comes to taxes, yep. to prop up failing social justice systems, yep. you're out of money at this point. Look, look at this. This is, this is a crazy stat. Uh, the 41,000 filers in the city's top 1% of earners pay more than 40% of all of its income taxes. The 450 filers in the top 10% pay about two-thirds of all income taxes. So in other words, 90% of taxpayers contribute only about a third of the city's income tax revenue. And yet you still hear these progressives in New York talking about the rich paying their fair share. They pay their fair share and then some, and now they're tired of it and leaving for states like, well, the top three states are Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Well, those people that are leaving uh, are racist. Clearly. That's absolutely what people will say. (laughs) I know. It's white flight or whatever. It's interesting because if you're in a crime-infested area and you want to get out... They'll always call it white flight. And it doesn't matter what color you are, that you want to get out. Blacks do it. Asian Americans. Indian Americans. All over the place. They don't want to stay in a crime-infested area, especially if you're raising a family. Well, you know why but they, they always call it Because they can flight. get out. Of course. They have the means to get out. And I why feel bad yelling? for the people that don't. Why are you yelling? Because I feel like it. Okay. Don't question the yelling. Dude, I get people all the time. What are you going to do about Robinson, that high blood pressure? I know. Dude, he's going to have something's going to happen on the air. It's of course this is what they do. I know. I have the resources. I can I can live in a crime infested area and be shot at every day, or I can move somewhere <laughs> that I won't be shot at every day. Gosh, what'll I do? <laughs> of course. <sighs> oh, David, I got an update on a story that uh, I don't know if you broke it. I know you broke it on the show a long time ago. Uh, because Alec Baldwin is back in the news. Um, and, of course, the shooting death of Helena Hutchins' tragic situation. Alec Baldwin. Sure seems like he lied an awful lot. I never pulled the trigger. Yeah. This and this and this. Okay. So we know what's happened in the last week. He's been charged. Right? Or he's going yep. to be charged. Yeah, going to be planning charged. on filing charges by the end of the month. Okay. And so Helena... His wife, Hilaria. Saying, Hilaria. Yeah. Did I say Helena? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it right here. Okay. I just, I don't think I've ever seen Hilaria before. And I, I apologize. It's like hilarity. Well, she changed her name from something to Hilaria. Correct? Yeah. Well, she, she pretends to be off and on, depending on who she's talking to. She pretends to be like a freshly immigrated Spanish person. And that's why I bring this back yeah. up, because you had examples before, like if you were just hearing her talk. No, no, no. I moved here when I was 19 to go to NYU. Ah. And from? From. My family lives in Spain. They live in Mallorca. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Yeah, so that's that just her before she wanted the accent. Yeah. But when she wants to turn on the accent, yes. she would sound like... We have tomatoes. We have... Um... And how do you say it in English? Cucumbers. Cucumbers. How, we have, um, how you say cucumbers? How, how do you say in English? I, 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 do not, I, I do not speak very well. Por favor. Dígame. Well, I saw the headline from Town Hall. Alec Baldwin's fake Spanish wife keeps doing this, and it's getting offensive because I think she's speaking in the accent again, 
trying to tell reporters, please stay away from the family. What I'm going to say, you're not going to ask me questions, I'm going to tell you. Okay? I want you guys to realize that we have seven kids. And you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good. So on a human level, you guys know I'm not going to say anything to you. You know that. So please leave my family in peace and let this all play out. Is you that look new? Somewhat, huh? That's new? That's new. Yes. Yeah, that was just the other day. You seem taken aback. Well, well, dude, she just did an interview on Extra where do I I'm going to try to pull this up now. Yeah, uh where she she doesn't sound anything like that. She has no trace <laughs> of it. Listen. Okay. Uh let me see where is this. I haven't you know, seen your clip. This has been but... unimaginably difficult for you and the family for Alec after the shooting on the set of Rust, after Helena's death. How are you as a family and how is Alec doing? I mean, we're not okay. We can't be okay. No one's okay. It was and is a tragedy that nobody could ever have imagined. Yeah, that's a little different. No Spanish accent there. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, and then the rest of her talking to the reporters. So let my kids come home and you stay away from them because they asked me, Mommy, what, like, what are these people doing? And it's a very hard thing as a mom to try to explain. I, I don't want, dude, I don't want to take advantage of people when they're down or laugh at their misfortune or anything else. But can you just pick an accent and just stay with it? You know what, though? This may be a ground mo- uh, groundbreaking moment. Okay. I think we just discovered what Latinx is. What it's, is it? It's whatever she is. Okay, that's it. Because we know actual Hispanics, actual Latinos don't like Latinx, right? I bet she loves it. She probably does. Yeah. How'd you say Latinx? Latinx. How'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait and see what happens with all this. (laughs) She needs to keep us on her toes and just, like, drop a random French phrase in there, too. Like, como dit-on Latinx? Well, yeah, well... Hilaria is actually Hillary Hayward Thomas. She's from a well-to-do Massachusetts family. (laughs) Watch out, Meryl Streep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, news update, and a whiskey brand is getting sued next. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I don't know. It just seems like a conspiracy theory to suggest that the FBI might have some elements in the higher echelons that are just rotten to the core. It's just a conspiracy theory, right? The FBI just wants to follow the straight and narrow path. That's what we keep hearing over and over again, right? This is a great setup. Yeah, it is. Well, on Saturday afternoon, former FBI agent Charles McGonigal, you may not recognize his name, but he was one of the key players in the Trump-Russia investigation, investigating supposed collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians to steal the 2016 election. Ah! (laughs) 
He's been arrested. <laughs> what? Over his alleged ties to Russia, taking bribes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. What happened? What happened? Interesting. Right. Well, so, the rot runs deep. It yeah. Runs. So he was arrested over his ties to a Russian billionaire who's been sanctioned by the U.S. government and criminally charged last year with violating those sanctions. Uh, as the story goes, uh, this guy, uh, the billionaire in question named Oleg Deripaska, uh, performed global malign influence on behalf of the Kremlin and is associated with acts of bribery, extortion, and violence. As alleged, Mr. McGonagall, the FBI investigator, uh, acted on behalf of him and fraudulently used a U.S. entity to obscure their activity in violation of U.S. sanctions. Wow. Taking bribes, man, and helping out a Russian oligarch who was committed to undermining United States interests. While at the same time, he was able to sleep well at night, we're led to believe, knowing that he was investigating Orange Man Bad for doing the thing he was doing. You think this is going to get any coverage from Legacy Media? Got a little bit from CBS News. I, I don't okay. know if it's going to be a sky is falling kind of thing, but it is interesting. No. After Russian hysteria for years, suddenly this isn't like this huge breaking news story. Wow. That to me, that is a big story. Yeah, fly a little too close to the sun, man. Yeah, I had mentioned this story. It seems pale in comparison. It was just I thought somewhat interesting. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, Fireball whiskey being sued. Do you see that? Because their many <laughs> bottles don't actually contain whiskey. They contain yeah. fire. <laughs> 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 well, anything you buy at a liquor store does, but in states where gas stations and grocery stores can't sell liquor, they've been selling another version. And on the label, it just says Fireball Cinnamon, not Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Oh. And they cost around a buck, and people are like, hey, that's pretty misleading. So we'll see what happens with that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's no there there. We just heard Friday from the president. Right. There is no there there with these classified documents, except they're there, 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 and there, and there. And possibly there. And more there. Maybe a couple over there. I don't know. So, yeah, they found more classified documents over the weekend uh, in Joe Biden's possession. The FBI decided to finally wake up and go and see for themselves what they could find in his private residence there. In Delaware, and uh, and they found more. Well, they had chose before not to be really a part of the search, just let Joe's yeah. lawyers take it over, because they've been honest and yeah. upfront so far. Yeah. Right. Well, Joe's lawyers gave them an IOU-1 investigation. I mean, you go, let's let's go <laughs> ahead and hit the paper shredder, and, uh, and then you can come in afterward. They pinky promised on it. All yep. good. Well, it sort of the the fascinating meta story as we've as we've noted 
is the number of Democrats who are not exactly going all in against Biden, but not offering much of a defense either. Well, the way Durbin went about it to me told us a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sort of says, okay, that guy's a yes man. He's been a yes man for a long time. He's going to toe the line. So if that means going out on the shows and selling whatever it is he's got to sell, no matter how ridiculous, that's probably what he's going to do. And that's what he did this weekend. And, I mean, what did you think when you saw it? I mean, he's trying to say it's different than Trump, but you can't get away from also the other things he said. To think that any of them ended up uh, in, in, in boxes, uh, in storage, one place or the other, is just unacceptable. But having said that... Is unacceptable. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in Joe's own words, back when the classified document scandal with Trump was going on, would say, I just can't imagine how anyone could be that irresponsible. Right. And so Durbin is saying that now. Early on, you had different people out saying, well, hold on a second. This is completely different. Yeah. Okay. Now it's changed a little bit. Yeah. Well, did you hear Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. I have not heard Elizabeth Warren. Oh, here's what Elizabeth Warren said on Morning Joe. You know, the way I look at this is to think about what the Justice Department is doing. It's a reminder that the laws apply to everyone. And that's true whether you're a sitting president, you're a former president, or you're just anybody else. And the Justice Department has said special prosecutor for a former president, special prosecutor for a sitting president. And the Justice Department will go forward without fear or favor. And that's exactly how it should be in a functioning democracy. Dude, we talked about it. This is the design. Talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Here's their get-out-of-jail-free card. You go, you say, okay, we really don't, and especially somebody like Elizabeth Warren, a liberal senator who wants to be president herself Mm -hmm. and could be potentially getting in the mix if, I mean, let's be honest, if Joe Biden's not a factor in the 2024 election, she's running for president. She will, yeah. Um, <laughs> she won't win. No. no, she won't win, but she thinks she can. Correct. And so she's getting in on it. So I, I think there are a whole lot of people who think, okay, well, if House Republicans investigate this and they get enough, especially in the Senate, there are enough Democrats there who could see their own political futures in really positive terms if they were to say, we're putting country over party. And the House is impeached, and we don't like how Republicans handled it, but the evidence is stark and overwhelming. (laughs) No man is above the law. We will vote to convict in the Senate. Who do you think tipped off the FBI that there was some files somewhere? I mean, was this just a random investigation of his house? Well, they... well. So remember how it started in early November, at least yeah. what we're told. We're told. It started early November, a few days before the midterm elections, that they were cleaning out a closet at his think tank in Washington, D.C., as they're shutting down operations or whatever. And they found these classified documents. They let the National Archives know. A few days later, the National Archives alerts the DOJ. And then they decided, oh, we need to start looking for more documents where he might have kept them. And then that's when they found them. So the whole thing, the way it's rolled out, really. Yeah. I, I want to know who really it was who found him at the Penn Biden Center. Yeah. Okay. Now, just, you know, 
off the top of my head. Okay. So let me know where I'm going wrong here. But in the end, I really do feel like the swamp runs everything. And that's, you know, call it the deep state, call it what you want. It is a huge machine that really runs the whole thing. And anyone that is going to take on the machine, I mean, it's a tough thing to do, but you're going to have to fight in multiple areas, right? Just follow with me. So they know that you get into Hunter Biden's laptop with what they knew about that when they knew, because the FBI knew what was in there back in 2019. Okay, who knows how deep that really goes? With these classified documents, part of that is Ukraine. How deep does it run our relationship as a country with Ukraine along with Biden? I mean, he was there one of the very last days of his vice presidency. And that's when, you know, his son was making a boatload of money from Burisma in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You're not quite sure about that. Okay. You have House Republicans wanting investigations on a number of different things. I'm sure that the deep state or the swamp, whatever you want to call it, also doesn't want to come to the light of day how much the FBI was involved with suppressing information about COVID, the origins of COVID, the vaccine, all all parts of it. They don't want the American people to know it. So now Biden is the fall guy. They get to say, look at the Department of Justice. They're doing their job. Hey, they're going after you know, if it Merrick Garland goes after Biden, look, the guy that appointed him, because these people are honest. And it's all to prop them up. It's all part of the game. Does that sound too kooky? I don't think so. I don't no. think anything's off the table. Although I, I am either. warming I mean, up to the idea that Dr. Jill is crying uncle and just decided, <laughs> all right, all right, this has gone on too long enough. We're taking I just down. can't see this anymore? That's yeah. Possible. By the way, speaking of the COVID stuff, totally switching gears. Did you see what Elon Musk tweeted out over the yeah, weekend? Yeah, did, actually. Yeah. I got some attention, saying he had major side effects after the second COVID booster. Mm-hmm. Said, felt like I was dying for several days. Hopefully no permanent damage, but I don't know. And as the story goes, well, he didn't provide medical records to back his claim. No, I don't think he would just go out and lie about that. You know, for no reason. No. But... It's interesting with everything we're finding out just about the vaccine. Because I don't know if you happen to see the New England Journal of Medicine now saying, hey, that latest booster for kids, don't do it. We're not recommending that. And you're getting to see how often the FDA, the CDC got way out in front. I mean, they're saying, yeah, it's okay for kids to take. The trials aren't even done. Yeah. Oh, How is that possible? Yeah, I just took my daughter to her three-year checkup at the pediatrician and uh, she was behind on one of the vaccinations something got mixed up i thought she had gotten the shot for hepatitis a or something so we got that second one um Mm -hmm. and they brought one of the people at the office brought up the covid shot for her as she had the covid shot i said well no because last time we were here y'all said to eh, probably hold off on that just to wait and see and they said okay good that was their response was, okay, good. Wow. Like not, and and they went on to explain like, well, we're not, we don't think it's all that like detrimental or anything, but it's probably not worth any downside or it's not, it, there is no real upside to it other than it might make parents feel better. Yes. 
And the thing is, like you said, and it's not a conspiracy. It's not nutty to say you don't know the long-term effects. Right. It might be nothing. It might be something. There's really, honestly, no way to know. So how could you? Well, and when it doesn't prevent something. Right. You know. Right. Right. I mean, it's, that, it doesn't make sense. It's one of those right. things. It's like, are there vaccines that are on the market common that rarely or that can, in rare circumstances, have uh, side effects? Sure. But when you're looking at the upside, like the polio vaccine, for example, about mm -hmm. 70% mm -hmm. effective. Not a whole lot of downsides to it either. But, you know, when they say 70% effective, they mean 70% effective. It means you're, you're probably not going to get polio if you get this vaccine. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, too, polling with people. 48% of respondents to the latest polls said they think there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the vaccine safety. And you could say, well, they're, they're seeing all these, these stories that aren't true. Well, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, okay. that was one of the other things that Elon Musk said in a tweet over the weekend. That uh, he knew somebody that got myocarditis. Yeah, and the people that say that, these are the same people that say, if you don't talk about illegal immigration, they don't know about it. Right. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Did see this story. Man, oh, man. Um, and the scene where this happened, it's kind of crazy. Um, all right, there is a funeral, all right? And there is a pastor there, and the pastor's cousin is there. Okay, the pastor and the cousin, after the funeral, are having a discussion about heaven and hell. All right? Well, well I mean, it, sometimes yeah, that sure can come up. I'm sure it comes up. up, yeah. You know, it's one of those things. And I think the younger cousin, who is 26, um, didn't like what the pastor, 46-year-old Jimmy Magali, had to say. Um, that's when he pulled out a gun and shot the pastor. Oh, uh, okay. going to be okay. He's going to be all right. Um, but just the fact that that actually happened. Talking of heaven and hell, the atheist cousin didn't like what he had to say, so I'm going to shoot you. Well, Jimmy, you're going to find out someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a story you couldn't make up. Right. If you saw it in a movie, you'd be like, okay. Right. That kind of suspends reality there. But no, that actually did happen. Glad the bastard's going to be all right. Okay, I don't know how to explain the story of a guy's fish committing credit card fraud. We're going to try to do it and get to a news update straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man. Kamala. Kamala. She said what? Kamala Harris uh, was speaking at a pro-abortion rally in Florida over the weekend and did a little editing of the Declaration of Independence. This huh. is unbelievable. It's Roll. wild, man. Yeah. Roll. America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, I'm missing something. Life is actually the first one. Yes. Life. Well, he took that out. 
liberty in there. Well, it's a pro-abortion rally, right? Yeah. So can't say, well, I've got to strategically edit that out for our political talking points. What's the next one that they're going to take out of that triad? I mean, liberty, probably. We're, we are all entitled to the pursuit of happiness, okay? <laughs> well, in yeah. the beginning, did God create man? Gender? <laughs> Well, you don't, and if you do make it through and you're born, just because you got a peeper, that doesn't mean anything. No. Okay, you'll decide that later. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of which. Peeper, by the way, is a medical term. I was told are unfamiliar that, with. Listen, yes. I was told okay. that that is okay to use. Yeah. What do, you, do you prefer me to say penis? No, peeper's fine. For comedic effect, peeper works for me. It's, not even, it's a fun word to say. I'm not even trying to make it fun. Peeper. Okay, I'm not going to say that anymore. What do you want me to say? Peepers. Okay. Well, I saw this story. This is crazy. Um, A North Carolina cosmetic surgeon posts photos of patients on whom she's performed radical surgeries to remove their breasts or genitalia, including peepers. Reportedly, (laughs) listen to this. This is sick, man. Posted a photo of a 15-year-old girl who had her breasts removed. Oh, God. Dr. Hope Sherry, a double-board certified surgeon with over two decades of experience and a gift for long-term client relationships. That's what her website says. Yeah. Um, it includes before and after photos on her website of clients who have had these surgeries. Jeez. And... One of the pictures said, 15-year-old male, three months after chest reconstruction with nipple grafts, note. Patient requested straight incisions. Okay, the photo was removed from the site. That was after Libs of TikTok posted it. Yeah. What is going on? Well, that's against the law. All of it should be against the law. Yeah, yeah it shouldn't it be. Well, there are some patients who will willingly post photos of themselves after surgery. And I I was thinking about this. It's kind of fascinating to me that in all of the talk about uh, these evil Republicans like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott in Texas, and they're they're all going after transgender youth. And this beautiful idea of hormone therapy and, of course, surgery, that has to be on the table for kids who are confused about their gender identity. Mm. They never show the photos of post-op, especially for top surgery, which is the double mastectomy for a healthy young girl. And some people do willingly post them. So I'm not I'm not suggesting that you just, you know, post photos non-consensually, but they never show the consensually taken and posted photos because if they did, the country would turn on this insanity in a moment, in a heartbeat. Because it is monstrous what these people are doing to kids, to young girls. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it's like the theory I used to have talking about second trimester with abortion. Once people actually see images, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's well, no, that's yeah. not for me. It'll change your mind in a hurry. Okay. Now I'm going to attempt to tell this story. How a guy's fish committed credit card fraud <laughs> while playing his Nintendo Switch. <sighs> okay. YouTuber in Japan rigs up a system that allowed his pet fish to play video games. 
Okay, he wanted to see if his fish could beat a game called Pokemon Sapphire using motion tracking tracking software. So he put a grid behind the fishbowl with dots that corresponded to different buttons. It's crazy. If you're to believe this. The fish eventually beat that game. Took a lot longer than humans. But fast forward, somehow in another game, used the credit card, and now the guy's in some trouble. Oh, gosh. So watch out. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. A lot of explaining there. All right, biggest story of the day. The biggest story of the day is that we need to have an army of good guy goldfish to stop the bad guy goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Don't know if it was a mistake or not, actually. That goldfish actually also wound up uncovering some more of Joe Biden's classified documents that he'd been hoarding. Absolutely. It's in his little house. So, yeah, the turning on Joe Biden is is probably still the biggest story of the day to me, that you have so many high-profile Democrats uh, and some Biden-friendly media outlets asking more and more questions about what the president was doing with these documents. Well, we have a Biden advisor. (laughs) <laughs> that you need to hear the audio of. And the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, all coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a few. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the uh, Biden's document scandal uh, continues to snowball as uh, the White House and some of his buddies are trying to spin this desperately as Democrats who smell blood in the water and might want to hop in to the 2024 presidential fray are distancing themselves slowly from the president. Very interesting to me. Ian Sams is a Biden advisor, and he's been he, he's been picked as the sacrificial lamb here to go out and try to spin this uh, for Joe Biden, because we all know the White House press secretary is bad at her job and really can't do this. She's not up to the task. No, not even close. Uh, so Ian Sams, Biden advisor, can't say now how many documents Biden may have been hoarding. Hmm. Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure, it's a good question. And and actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. (laughs) The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not... Okay, we're 25 seconds in. I guess uh, 15, maybe, of the answer. He hasn't said anything. Nope. This is the master class of this nonsense. Well, first of all, the integrity of knowing just how many documents, and, and we don't know. And what was the other part? Throughout their investigation. We yeah. want to be very, very careful. We want to be careful. Okay. No, how many more are we talking about? That's the question. Speak too much about the underlying contents and materials. Uh, especially things that we may not know all the answers to. So if you would have said that after the first document discovery, maybe that would have played. But after there's no there there, yes, it's been completed, no more. It's ringing pretty hollow. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, what he's putting out there right now, you, you said it best. I mean, th- th- that was the talking point to go with initially. Mm-hmm. Especially because when you were saying it was just that one found at the think tank, that one little group of documents, when you knew that a month prior there had been another batch of documents found at his house in his garage. So they lied. They lied. Yeah, the talking point should have been, hey, look, we're going to be open with this process. We can't be all that transparent because the Justice Department is handling the matter, and we don't want to interfere with that. Uh, We will let you know whatever we can, whenever we can. But they don't ask guys like me. Honestly, I'm not blowing smoke. I mean this. You would have handled this better, David. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I have a long history. If you would have known all the things involved saying, Mm -hmm. listen, if you do it this way, this is going to come back on us. Yeah. Well, see, I have a long history of covering up other people's lies. So, you know. Who else do we not know about? Man, this would be fascinating. Yeah, start Listen, I, for that. I would love to be as transparent as possible about this, but it is currently under review by HR. So I really can't say too much because I don't want to influence the current investigation right now. But I am going to be as open and transparent about this issue as possible. As the process plays out. As the process plays out, of course, yes. Well done. All right. With that being said. I love the process plays outline, though. That's one of my all-time favorites. Yes, it's a good one. Doesn't mean anything, right? You ready for your three? Yeah, let's go. Okay, do it. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, always helped by his hero. Hey. Is he there? I'm Casey Casey. Yeah, he's there. Wow, good weekend, buddy. Uh, good. Okay, well, he didn't ever call. I waited and I... I'm ready. Moved on. All right. Three. Uh, Number three, uh, 63% of college students don't feel comfortable sharing their opinions. This is really disturbing. The William F. Buckley Jr. program, this is at Yale University, released the data for its eighth annual college student survey. The poll focused on questions regarding free speech, hate speech, and the validity of the U.S. Constitution. Now, according to the survey, 63%. Of the 803 college students interviewed, admitted to feeling intimidated to share opinions, beliefs, or values that are different from their peers. Similarly, 58% of respondents revealed that they felt intimidated in sharing an opinion that was different than a professor's. That's, by the way, almost a 10% increase from the previous year. Whoa. The survey I mean, results- if you said 10% over the last 10 years, yeah, you'd be like, wow, right, yeah, no, I can see over the it. last year. Wow. Survey results a quarter with growing hostility, they say, towards free speech that has been trending at schools all over the nation in recent years. So what it leads you to believe, of course, is other students do have differing views. They just suppress it and don't say it. Right. For fear of not getting invited to parties or social being a social misfit or worse, getting hit in the face. Mm-hmm. But the professor thing, gosh dang, don't you dare question these professors. Well, as a student of history, does this remind anybody of anything? Well, every communist revolution ever. Yeah, and ever. Right. I mean, yeah. one of the most profound, uh, one of the most powerful things that uh, leaders have done is not so much just gulags and executions. Don't get me wrong; that style mm-hmm. of coercion works fairly well to get the masses in line. But it is to actually suppress speech by making you question whether or not you have valid thinking. 
That if something yes. doesn't seem right, if I say something about it, am I going to be ostracized from my social group? Right. That's powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even getting into the area of suppressing speech on social media platforms. Yeah. Like even if you're a doctor, you're just talking about different thoughts that one might have and you're afraid to But you got your kid have the debate. Your kid is raised with values that you have or your wife has a mother your grandparents, whatever. And when you get there you realize you're out of step with the loudest part of the community at your university. Therefore you clam up. Sure. And you start to shift. Well, my goodness, you want to be accepted. And you think you're wrong. You've been told you're wrong. All you're thinking is, is upside down and wrong. Yeah. It's a problem. There's no doubt about it. Now, on with the countdown. All right. The Scott Robbins trying yep. to affect the top three of the day. Two. Number two, Jeff Bezos, that guy with the weird penis rocket, uh, is now selling the Washington Post and buying the Washington Redskins. I mean, commanders. Commanders, yeah. Chatter's growing that this guy's going to do it. That he's selling the Washington Post to clear the way for his purchase of the Washington Commanders. That's the speculation. Now, the problem is, and there are many, but one for Bezos is that the Commanders owner, Dan Snyder, is really still pissed over the newspaper's coverage of him and exposing an alleged toxic management culture at the team where the bosses, including Snyder, allegedly enabled sex harassment. Remember that. Wasn't that part of the Bezos plan? <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. Some even believe that Snyder <laughs> suspects Bezos, who bought the Post in 2013 for $250 million, encouraged the coverage and a bid to force Dan Snyder to sell the team to him. Well, was Dan Snyder guilty of what was being charged? I don't know. Sort of seems like it. Sort yep. of seems like it, yeah, because he retreated quickly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But it makes the post look pretty darn corrupt. Not that they care, I guess, but. <laughs> it's like, right? bad organization, bad person, bad person. Yeah. yeah. All in one story. Now, on with the countdown. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. One. Uh, speaking of bad people, the mayor yeah. of Chicago, one of the, well, I, I, I maintain she is the dumbest mayor in America, Lori Boy, Lightfoot. That's a tough competition. Though, it is, brother. but I, I think she is the yeah. goat. Uh, yeah. Uh, or I guess the doat. All right. Dumbest yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a solution for robberies in Chicago. Yeah. The street vendors in Chicago, and there's a lot of street vendors in Chicago, are getting robbed regularly now at gunpoint. And these guys are going, hey, we pay for this. You know, we have to pay the city for our vendor license and all this stuff. We're not getting any police protection at all. Uh, the vendors have a bizarre idea that thugs pointing guns at them should not be occurring. Imagine that. We're not. We don't. We don't like this. So they went to the mayor's office. Mayor Lightfoot's concrete solution to solve crime in Chicago, particularly with these vendors making all that noise. Hey, make sure your money's secure and don't use cash. Stop. Taking currency for your whatever you're selling. All transactions should be done by debit card now. Wow. So not any more protection. Just no, make no, sure that's you're the not solution doing cash. You, you, you lock up your cash and make sure they can't get to it. And number two, you use only debit cards anyways. Just eliminate the whole cash system. Yeah. Don't but, stop the guys holding me up with a gun in my face. But here's the problem, though, man. In an era where not having an ID to vote is this insurmountable hurdle, actually having a bank account is harder than getting a driver's license. I'm not saying it's hard. I'm just saying it is actually more difficult 
than getting a state ID, I should say. So in that world, then, it would be discriminatory if she were to say cash is outlawed. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty racist suggestion, if you ask me, because, I mean, are are you telling me that, I mean, these are her words. She thinks that it is just too much to ask of black people to go get a state ID. Right. I mean, in her world, her view of other black people must be that they just can't possibly get a debit card. Well, and how many people live in bank deserts? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Now you're trying to not not marginalized community of Chicago hot dogs. It's How true. dare you? Terrible. Right. This poor wow. guy's just you know slopping hot dogs, trying to make a living. Yeah. And there you have it. And that's the trifecta. Yep. Um, real quick, I saw a survey that was out. It had to do with video games, and I thought about doing a game on this show between David and Scott, and then I thought it wouldn't be fair uh, because David knows a lot more about video games than. Scott. And then I thought, you know what? Maybe we could do this. Uh, Scott, can you name five video games? Current video games? Any video games. Can you name five in 30 seconds? Five uh, Space Invaders. Okay, there's one. Um, You got the timer on, David? um, Yeah. Gosh dang it. Uh, What's Galaxica? There's no Galaxica. (laughs) Galaxica. What is it? Galactica? Galactica. Right, so isn't that the little where they break the rocks and the rocks come down and they hit the yeah. fifteen seconds? Um, some war thing, some war thing. Is that the title? <laughs> Ten seconds. I don't know. It's weapons of war, or war of worlds, or five, some kind of thing. And then there's, I don't know. And we're done. Okay. And David wins again. Was number one video games? I don't know video games. I know. I was just thinking oh, okay. if you could name just five. Anywhere of all time. No. I was going to give you points no. for them and then have David try to name any in the top ten, but... Okay. Wait, wait till we what? get the Grand Funk songs tomorrow. What? I'm going to win. Was number one FIFA by any chance? It was. Okay. It FIFA. was. Yes. Yeah. The soccer the video soccer game. soccer game? Yes. Oh, jeez. Number two? Any guesses, David? Uh, Call of Duty? That's what, that's what I was thinking of. Call of Duty was six. Yeah. Mario Kart was second. Oh, uh, yeah. Followed by Super Mario World. At three. Then Grand Theft Auto, uh, Auto and Pac-Man rounds out the top five. Pac-Man. You ever heard of Pac-Man, Scott? I played Pac-Man. Well, how about that? At the bowling alley. See? They didn't have any of those fancy games we played at home. Tetris. Ever heard of that? I know Tetris, too. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Sonic's famous. The movies have been made by Sonic. Uh, the Sims. You mentioned Space Invaders. And then I'm still looking for that one more game, but I don't see it anywhere well, I think here. it was that one David mentioned. Call of Duty. Donkey Kong, you ever heard of that? I've heard of Donkey Kong. Okay, just checking. All right. News update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this today at the Wall Street Journal. It's a Wall Street Journal news exclusive. U.S. weapons industry unprepared for a China conflict, report says. Jeez. Golly. That freaks you out. I read this. Yeah, it does. We've depleted our supply. And it's going to be like two years, right, before they can replenish everything? Okay, there's another side. Maybe I'm just too cynical. You're going to say it, aren't you, David? Go ahead. 
There are people who make a lot of money selling <laughs> yes. weaponry to the United States military. So I, I think there can be an element of truth to what they're saying. But I was thinking the same thing. It's also like, yeah, let's jet up some frenzy so that we spend more and more, more and more money on our Pentagon, which really doesn't even mean more weapons. It just means paying bureaucrats and lobbyists more. So. It's almost like we got to commit more money to the border issue. Right. Which doesn't mean securing the border. It's more people to process the people that are coming through yeah. illegally. So you're not quite sure what's true and what's not. Mm-hmm. We're making tanks now with T-A-N-X on the side. Don't, well, don't, don't forget, too, we have the most powerful weapon available to I, I, any nation in the course of human history, and that is the strongly worded letter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we showed that Taliban what for with those. Especially uh, when Tony Blinken writes it. All right. Yep. Of course. Uh, and you had a news update, David. Oh, yeah, just a quick University of Georgia poll uh, done on the experience of people in the last voting, or the last election, I should say. Remember, it was Jim Crow 2.0 and all that stuff? Yep. Yeah, uh, among black Georgians polled, 0% said that their experience was poor, and they did not have to wait longer than 30 minutes. 0%. 0% rated it as poor. Well, you know what the headline's going to be. People overcame the odds. 95% said it was excellent or good, their personal experience voting in the midterm election. But there was no water around. People had to come from miles. <laughs> they had to crawl under barbed wire to get to the voting booth. Yeah. Stacey Abrams still lost. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Nimrod's in the news. Roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Go to Louisiana. Story uh, coming out of a school cafeteria. Worker there. 45-year-old lady. Uh, Timetrica Cones. Um, accused of selling homemade baked goods. You're not supposed to do that. No, I know. What if they were laced with marijuana? Ah, that's why they were so pricey. Yeah, yeah, and popular. Yeah, and yeah, it was happening at the school, not some sort of high the side hustle kind of thing. No, it was happening there. She sold to at least one student. The story says, and it sounds like they knew what they were getting. She was caught when another student found out and notified the authorities. Oh. You saying they did the wrong thing? No. Well, no. I'm. I'm not saying. You going that, back to your inner David Van Camp from I'm, high school? Hey, narc! Just, just narked on the lunch lady, man. Demetrica was arrested last week, facing charges. She's the coolest lunch lady ever. <laughs> school district says she was hired by a staffing service. Hey, we didn't hire her. <laughs> not us. They they placed these filling employees within the schools. Okay, it's not us. It wasn't us. It was them. Okay. <laughs> You talk to her about your pot brownies. And that's Nimrod's in the news.